What should Walcott have been? Perhaps it is smarter to look at what he actually was. Few forwards with 47 England caps are retrospectively marked as failures, even if those appearances came during a largely barren period for the national team. Arsene Wenger may have flirted with a few duds during his latter years at Arsenal, but it said plenty that he persevered with Walcott, selecting him 397 times and starting him on 252 of them. Walcott scored 108 goals for Wenger, one of them in a victorious FA Cup final. These are hardly the numbers of a player who did not make it. They tell us somebody who made himself a success. Hello, and welcome to Arsenal Audible. This is Nathan, and today I will be reading a piece by Nick Ames about Theo Walcott. If you haven't heard yet, Theo Walcott has announced his retirement from professional football. 17 years ago, he made his debut for Arsenal as an electric winger flying up and down the line, and for the past 17 years, his career has had some ups, some downs, and many points in between. Nick Ames covers them well in this brilliant piece, which I'm going to read now. So let's dive in. Theo Walcott had a successful career despite battling impossible standard. An article by Nick Ames, written for The Guardian on August 18th, 2023. Perhaps this will be Theo Walcott's breakthrough year. So went the cheap shot, heard into his 30s, that played with the idea and explosive talents never quite reached fulfillment. The jam was always promised for tomorrow. The 17-year-old taken to Germany 2006 for the ride never quite matured into an adult footballer's body. Now, he has announced his retirement at 34 and, taking his career in the round, an alternative reading holds far more water. Walcott may have become a footnote since leaving Arsenal five years ago, summoning only glimpses at Everton and during a farewell tour back at Southampton, but there is a sense much of the previous decade was spent battling to meet an almost impossible standard. What should Walcott have been? Perhaps it is smarter to look at what he actually was. Few forwards with 47 England caps are retrospectively marked as failures, even if those appearances came during a largely barren period for the national team. Arsene Wenger may have flirted with a few duds during his latter years at Arsenal, but it said plenty that he persevered with Walcott, selecting him 397 times and starting him on 252 of them. Walcott scored 108 goals for Wenger, one of them in a victorious FA Cup final. These are hardly the numbers of a player who did not make it. They tell us somebody who made himself a success. They are also a reminder that Walcott is joined only by James Milner in playing Premier League football every season between 2006, 2007, and 2022, and 2023. During those early years, the top flights had rarely seen speed like his. Pace was an attribute. He never really lost and underpinned the rise that, shortly before the World Cup call-up from Sven Jorn Eriksson that raised expectations sky-high, led him to become England's men's youngest senior player. With exhilarating running ability comes a layer of added scrutiny. Could Walcott's body and brain keep up with such a conspicuous gift that often leaves its owner exposed? There were rough edges to his game that never quite smoothed out. The microscope zoomed in further when, in 2008, 
He took the number 14 shirt Thierry Henry had vacated upon leaving Arsenal a year previously. Walcott had superstardom fitted out for him in advance, and it meant any other outcome would seem, in some eyes, tantamount to failure. Yet, there were plenty of moments that showed why Wenger had plucked him from Southampton for £9 million and why, almost a dozen years later, the pair's mutual trust never really wavered. When Walcott sliced through Liverpool's defense in a Champions League quarterfinal at Anfield in 2008, setting up Emmanuel Adebayor for a tap-in that should have been the winner, it felt like a dizzying exhibition of skill and a night of coronation. A year later, he was scoring on the same stage against Villarreal, helping Arsenal to the last four. In 2010, it was his goal that turned an apparent cakewalk for Barcelona at the Emirates into one of the most exciting European ties of that decade. The following season, a solo effort at Shakhtar Donetsk was perhaps the crystallization of peak Walcott, a breathtaking chase up the left flank before opening up his body for the kind of early, curled finish he had watched Henri produce time and again. Amid all that came the hat-trick in Zagreb, the first competitive treble mustered by an England player in seven years that confirmed the best result of Fabio Capello's estate tenure. That was in September 2008, and if anyone had suggested Walcott would score only five more international goals at that point, three of them against Estonia and San Marino, they would have been considered a doom-monger. It remains one of the best performances by an England attacker in memory, which should perhaps temper criticism that there were not many more. An unhappy injury record was one of Walcott's hindrances, an assortment of issues, beginning with a shoulder problem and troughing with a ruptured cruciate ligament in 2014, eight into about two years of his Arsenal career. Another was the conjecture over where he should play. Walcott was an instinctive finisher, and in conversation, it really took long for him to mention that he had mapped out a future at centre-forward. He was unfortunate to come through to time when the position was evolving, requiring an all-round suite of capabilities that never quite suited a player whose instinct was always to dart forward and seek space. A thrilling display against Newcastle in December 2012, which brought a hat-trick and two assists, was his best offering as a striker. Wenger, perhaps quixotic to a fault regarding Walcott's potential, was never quite willing to kill his dream. By 2016, the player had accepted that the wing, where the gaps in front yawned more invitingly than anywhere else, was his natural home after all. Around the same time, Wenger offered a perspective on Walcott's adventures. Theo's career is made of ups and downs, he said. In that sense, he mirrored an Arsenal era that was characterized by false dawns and over-optimistic promises of imminent domination, but, regardless, still delivered annual Champions League football and more than one title tilt. He could be lampooned and lauded in the stands within the same minute, but was sufficiently admired for Sign de Ting to become a famous musical meme when a contract standoff threatened a departure in 2012. Perhaps those oscillations themselves are proof of his success. Given that the fast-tracking of youth talent had not yet come close to modern levels of mass production, it is arguable that Walcott's output dramatically defied the odds. He did not need to become Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, or indeed Henri. A small percentage of today's expensive youngsters are likely to match his figures. The journey, rather than the anticipated moment of arrival, was his mark of excellence. This has been a reading by Arsenal Audible. Thank you for listening along.
Thank you.